Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Every platform and speak to me as you come in tonight. It's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. It is September 11th, 2023. And uh, it's going to be an amazing time of prayer tonight. Of course, at the onset tonight, it is 9-11. And we certainly uh, want to pay respect. Uh, to those who years ago uh, lost their lives in the uh, incidents that took place in America on September 11th. And so we certainly, he just got prayer hands and emojis for those families. You know, what's amazing to me is that even years after, and here's a revelation, I'm coming out the gate hot. Here's a revelation that even though that trauma happened many, many years ago, there are still families that are still dealing with um, the repercussions of that. And sometimes, everybody listen carefully, the trauma can be over, uh, but the trail from the trauma is still present. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes the trauma can be over, but the trauma from the trail from the trauma is still present. It's over, but you're still dealing with all of what came with it. And so, Father, we just tonight, we start prayer with praying for those families that were affected adversely in any way by the incidents that took place on September 11th years ago in America. And God, we pray that those that are still dealing with the trail of the trauma that happened many years ago, God, that you would be with them, that you'd be their shalom, you'd be their peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well. We cover those families. We pray that those that are still fighting for health care and those that are still fighting for settlements are still fighting for uh, very basic things god we pray that you would be with them and cover them and god tonight i pray for every person tonight um, that maybe had something traumatic that happened in their lives and the trauma is over but the trail from that trauma still remains i pray for them tonight god we pray that you your word says in isaiah that you have carried away our griefs, you've borne our griefs, you've carried away our sicknesses with your stripes, we are healed. So we just pray, God, that you would bring the trail to a conclusion, that you would bring it to an end, that you would bring it to an end. Your word says in Nahum, chapter number two, it says that anything that would be planned against God's people, that you would bring it to an utter end and that trouble would not rise a second time for God's people. So we, I pray for those that are dealing with any trail from any trauma that transpired years ago. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say amen right there. Do me a favor, every platform, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, and share. Came out the gate tonight in prayer. That's a revelation for some of you. The trauma's over, but the trail's still there. Uh, and uh, and we're going to spend some time dealing with that uh, in prayer tonight. 
because guys, um, next Sunday, believe this or not, next Sunday is what's called the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. It is the brand new spiritual year. <gasps> Did you hear me? Uh, this is the, these are the last few days of the year 5783. And I'm going to teach about it on uh, on Sunday. I'm going to talk about it a little bit tonight in prayer. Um, but these are the last six days of this spiritual or biblical year. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. Do me a favor, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share on every platform over here on Instagram. If I can get somebody to type text service to 55498. Sometimes, guys, I know several of you type it for whatever reason. Instagram won't let me see it. It only lets me see a few people who type that in. So uh, I just grabbed the first one that it lets me to see. All right. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about new. I'm excited about turning the page. I'm excited about what's ahead. I'm excited, uh, excited about what's to come. I want to focus in on prayer um, for just a few moments on what I just mentioned about the trail of trauma. Wave at me. If you can be honest, that there are some things that are over in your life, but you're noticing the trail of the trauma. You're noticing that you're not in that situation, but some of that situation is still in you. You're not in that mess and some of that mess is still in you. Wait a minute if you've noticed any of that in your life. And we're going to cover that in prayer tonight. And the reason for that is because you cannot take that with you as we go forward. You cannot take that uh, with you as you go forward. Wow, what, wow, what, wow, wow, wow. You held onto that camera. Well, guess what, Kareen, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I pray that tonight be your night of healing in Jesus' name. I see your comment over on Facebook. Um, so one of the things that we talked about, and if you don't have our app, get our app. Text Harvest to 55498 to get our app, and you can look at yesterday's message. I just need to tell you, yesterday's message was absolutely, it was fire. If you saw it or you were there in Denver, if you saw it, just drop a fire in the emojis. Y'all are from me. Hey! Good to see you. Wow, that's awesome. From Merrick, come on here. Wow, look at go. Uh, from Merrick, so good to see you. Wow, that's powerful. Um, listen, listen, listen. Um, yesterday's message was amazing. It was called You're a Phoenix. And we know that September has four different things that it means. Uh, on the, this first part of prayer, we're going to deal with some of the trail that's been left from some of the traumatic experiences that we've had. Y'all ready? Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you, we honor you, we thank you for your goodness, your love, your mercy, your kindness. You are faithful to us. You are good to us. You love us. You cover us. You protect us. And for that, we say thank you. Tonight, God, as we gather in prayer, this is the last Monday night command you with prayer of this biblical year 5783. We are about to cross over in six days to a new spiritual year when the trumpet sounds and the shofar blows and you give us a head start on a new biblical year. Father, tonight we thank you that we have the opportunity to pray. We thank you that we have the privilege to be able to pray. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you cover us. You are our father which means that you are our life giver and the wisdom that you give God, that according to Proverbs, it serves as a mother. It nurtures, it, it provides, it protects, it loves, it covers, and we thank you for it. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need because you are the God that forgives us. We ask that you forgive us for our sin where we've missed the mark. Forgive us for our iniquity, generational sin that has been passed down and around. And forgive us for transgression 
or we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. We thank you that you forgive us. And First John says that if we confess our sins before you, that you are faithful and that you are just to forgive us. Faithful means you're consistent with us. We thank you for being consistent with us, God. Even when we've not been consistent with ourselves, even when we've not been consistent with you, you have been faithful and consistent to us. You've always been reliable. Every time we reach, you said if we draw nigh or close to you, that you would draw nigh or close to us. Every time we reach for you, you reach for us. Every time we call on you, you heard us. We thank you, God, that we are not those that abuse grace. We are not those that abuse mercy. We are those that are thankful for your grace. Grace is when you give us something good, God, that we do not deserve. Mercy is when you block something negative that we do deserve. We are thankful for your grace. We are thankful for your mercy. And we bless you and we thank you for that. You are faithful, First John says, and just, which means that there must be a penalty that is paid. There must be a penalty that is paid. We thank you that you paid the penalty for our sin, for our iniquity and our transgression. And because you have made us righteous, we can live righteously. We are not trying to earn righteousness. We, you have given us righteousness as a gift, which means it's our incentive. It's our incentive to live righteously. God, let us be right with you. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Let us be right with you. Let us not be as concerned about looking right to people as much as we are right to you. Let us be right in your eyes. Let it be what pleases you. Let us walk in a way that pleases you. Let us speak in a way that pleases you. Let us handle business in a way that pleases you. Let us deal with our enemies in a way that pleases you. Let us handle things in a way that pleases you. And for that, we say thank you. You are faithful and you are just. Just means a price must be paid. You paid the price for us, but this also means that whenever we are wrong because you are just, a price must be paid. Which means you do not just let people get over on us. You do not just let people take advantage of us. This is why your word says in Ephesians 6, 8, knowing that any good that we do, we shall receive the same back from the Lord. You ensure that your people are never left unpaid. You ensure that your people are never left taken advantage of. You ensure that your people are never left sullied. Your people are never left in a uh, deprecating situation. And for that, we say thank you. Now, tonight, God, as we pray, give us the tongue of the learned, as Isaiah said, meaning let us pray exactly what we need to pray. Let us say exactly what needs to be said. Prayer is our invitation for heaven to invade earth. Prayer gives heaven the legal right on the earth to invade and interject in the affairs of the earth. In Genesis, you said that we have dominion over this earth, which means what we say goes. That's why the Bible says whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth, it's loosed in heaven because on this earth, we have dominion. We have authority. We have absolute power. So when we pray, we are making an ambassadorial request. We are asking the heaven to invade the earth and to invade our lives and to invade our situations. God, we need you to invade. Please drop that word in the comments, invade God. And this means don't just show up but show up and show out. Don't just take a seat, but take over. Don't just peek in at God, but rearrange it. We invite heaven in to invade and to interrupt and then to interject in the affairs of the earth, in the affairs of our life. And for that, we say thank you tonight, God. We pray that as we pray, we would see results. As we pray, we would see things change. As we pray, we would see things get better. As we pray, we would change. As we pray, we would get better. 
We have three forms of prayer that you give us, God. Number one, which is to pray, which means to ask. We have the ability to ask you, which means we get to go above the head of every person. We get to go above the head of every decision maker. We get to go above the head of every president above every governor, above every politician, above every leader, above any person who sits in a seat of authority, we get to go above their heads and we get to go directly to you. You said, God, that the earth is the Lord's. You've given us dominion, but ownership ultimately is yours. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, which means, God, that anything that happens on this earth, you have the ability to turn the hearts of people in our favor, to turn the hearts of people in our direction. And this is what we pray. We call on the God that answers. And you're the God that answers by fire. You're the God that answers by fire. And 1 Kings chapter 18, you're the God that answered them by fire. Fire. And September is a month of fire. You're the God that answers by fire. And when fire touches something, it's never, ever the same. When we pray, God, we pray that we would see results that answer by fire. So it's never, ever the same. God, don't let us think that our prayer is in vain. Don't let us believe, God, that our prayer is simply going through regiment or routine or ritual. No. It is not that. You're the God that answers by fire, which means when you respond, things cannot go back to the way they were. When you respond, things cannot simply settle back to the way they were. We do not want things to regress. We want progress. We do not want things to backtrack. We want things to move forward. We don't want to sidestep. We don't want to go to the left. We don't want to go to the right. We want to go forward. You are the God of progress. You are the God of movement. When we're introduced to you, come on, y'all pray with me tonight. When we're introduced to you in Genesis, we see you hovering. This means you're moving over the face of the waters, which means you are never stagnant. And Father, I pray that our prayers would keep us moving, that we would not be stagnant. I pray for every person tonight that feels stuck, that feels stagnant, that movement would come tonight. Come on, tight tonight, tonight movement would come tonight, that we would see internal movement, that the wheels would get to turning, the ideas would get to, come, to turning, that we know how to reach out to the right people. We know who to call. We know who to reach for. We know who to go for. We know what to try. We know what to do, that we would know exactly what to do to make movement and that things would move around us, God, that we would see progress, fruitful progress around us. Make things move. Make things move, God. Let us see movement in careers, movement in finances, movement in people, movement in resources, movement in health, movement in family. Let us see movement. You're the God of movement. You are never stuck. You are never stagnant, which means neither should we be. We need to see movement tonight. In Jesus' name. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we give you glory. We pray that these next 45 minutes, God, that you would take us up. We boldly approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. You said that you inhabit the praises of your people. Praises there means the singing or the open mouth of your people. This means when we open our mouths, we create a throne for you to inhabit. You will not sit until we say something. You will not sit until we shout. You will not sit until we open our mouths. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Can I get you wherever you're at to not just type it in the comments, but to open your mouth and say something.
Tell him he's amazing. Tell him he's awesome. Tell him he's glorious. Tell him hallelujah. Hallelujah means the highest praise. It's hallel to Yah. Hallel to Yah. Hallel means to act a fool. It means to lose your mind. You've lost your mind for a man. You've lost your mind for a woman. You've lost your mind at a concert. You've lost your mind trying to get some tickets or something. You lost your mind trying to get in line at the Apple store. Certainly you can lose your mind for the God that kept your mind. Certainly, you can act a fool for the God that kept them from acting a fool with you. Certainly, we can give him a seat to inhabit. We can give him a seat to inhabit in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. You got to say something and you got to type something. You got to say something and you have to type something. So listen, there's several things that you're always going to have me. I'm going to always have you to do rather. Number one, I'm always going to have you to open your mouth and say something. All right. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life in the palm of your tongue. Numbers 14, 28, I will give you exactly what I heard you say. Hear me, he inhabits the praises, and praises there literally means tehillah is the Hebrew word, which means singing or open mouth, which means God says, I'm not sitting until you open your mouth. If God is surrounded by sound in the third heaven where he dwells, if he's surrounded by sound, why in the world would he come to your silence? You got to hear me. If he's surrounded by sound, why in the world would he come and sit in your silence? He's not coming to sit in your silence. He's not coming to, hey, Russ, you good. You're in a safe place. God is with us tonight. Come on, you good. Come on. We're praying. You good. You good. Don't even, don't even worry about that. You stay on here. Then you stay on here. You stay on prayer. All right? Listen, 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 listen. Listen carefully. Everybody listen carefully. Um, he's surrounded by sound. So you're going to have to say something. You're going to have to say something. Then I often have you to type a lot in the comments. Matthew 18, 19, wherever two or three touch on agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. It shall be done for them. Which means when you type it in the comments, when you type it in the comments, when you type it in the comments, you ready? What you, and when you, when if we're like in church and I say touch your neighbor or something like that, or stretch your hands towards the screen, when you do that, you're activating the power of agreement. And the Bible says, hear me clearly, the Bible says that whatever two or three touch agreeing on anything, here's what the Bible says, it must be done for them. It must be done for them, which means whenever you need something that it must get done, you need to get you some agreement. You need to get you some agreement. This is why when we gather together to pray, I protect this space. That's why people ever get sideways. Uh, I, we get them together. I get them together real fast. Why? Because we got to have agreement here. We got to have agreement. Can you put that word in the comments? Agreement. We have to have agreement because where there's agreement, God says it must be done. Psalm 133 says, wherever there's unity, unity, U-N-I, unity, you one. Whenever the people are one, whenever there's unity, Bible says there's a commanded blessing, which means he's going to command something to happen when there's unity. All right. This is why everybody listen to me. Everybody listen. We're going to pray for this real quick. Some of you, the reason that you are experiencing some challenges is you just need some agreement in your life. And the truth is, you ready? You, you may be surrounded with people who are present, but they but they're not necessarily in agreement. Did you hear what I said? You ever been in a meeting? Wait a minute. You ever been in a meeting and you could feel somebody that was not in unity? You could feel somebody that, and, and sometimes you could see it. Sometimes it, you didn't even have to perceive the spirit. 
behind them, you can see it. Their facial expression change, their attitude change, their body language change. They're, they're doing all that. Let me tell you something. I pay close attention to that. And let me tell you something. One of the worst things you could do is be around me and let me see you not be in agreement with what I'm saying, because we're going to help you find that door real fast. Because I can't have an atmosphere where there's dissension around me. I can't have an atmosphere where there is disagreement. 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 Right? Because when there's disagreement, that means there's going to be unanswered prayers. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would cause us to have agreement tonight in prayer. And I pray that every person where they maybe have people that they think agree with them, that they think are praying with them, that they make sure that they are not a person that is praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G on them, but there's somebody that is praying, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G with them. Where there is unity, there is agreement. And Father, unity extends besides just other people. We have to have unity within ourselves. The Lord knows when we have disunity within ourselves. We have to have unity within ourselves. What does this mean? We are a tripart being, God. We are a spirit. That's our subconscious mind. We live in a physical body and we possess a uh, soul. That's our conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. If all three components of ourselves are not in unity, then this explains some unanswered prayers. Mm. This explains some unanswered prayers. It's not been answered because it was never logged. It was never logged because it never left the earth. It never left the earth because it never left with agreement. It was never logged because it never left the earth. It never left the earth because there was never any agreement within ourselves. Let us agree within ourselves tonight, God. We come against, you ready? Let's go. Disunity within ourselves. We come against, the scripture says it like this, that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, which means that the part, there's parts of our soul that will fight the spirit, which means there's disunity within ourselves, which is why we sometimes are so tired. You're only tired because you're fighting yourself. And this is why sometimes we, uh, we don't see prayers answered. It's because your prayer has never even been heard because there was never any unity within your prayer because your spirit prayed it, but your body said no. Your spirit prayed it, but your soul said no. And so, Father, I pray for unity within ourselves. Come on. I need you to type this in the comments. I agree with me. I agree with me. I agree with me. I command my soul to align with my spirit. I command my body to align with my spirit. I command unity within myself. I agree with me. I agree with me. And what happens? The Bible says in Job 22, and 28, that when we agree on a thing, when we decide on a thing and decree on a thing, it will be established. And you cannot decide if part of you is against it. It's not a decision if part of you is against it. It's not a decision if part of you is fighting it. You will also decide and decree a thing and it will be established for you. It will be established for you and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. God, tonight, before we go into this new spiritual year, give us agreement within ourselves. Let our spirit be in alignment with our soul, be in alignment with our bodies, which is in alignment with your word.
which is in alignment with your word, which is in alignment with your word, which is in alignment with your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, everybody say amen right there. Everybody say amen right there. Let me walk you through what we just prayed. Let me walk you through what we just prayed. Guys, when we pray, let me teach you prayer. Prayer is not just blah, 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 blah. In Jesus' name, amen. That's not prayer. That's a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue, meaning God responds. Type, he's responding to me. He responds. So when we pray, I give you revelation. When we pray, I give you revelation. When we pray, I give you revelation. That's how prayer works. He responds, Brenna. He responds, Chesley. But let me go further. You'll notice how I'm always giving scripture when we pray. God is only obligated, listen to me, he is only obligated to his word. That is the only thing he's obligated to, which this is why the scripture says in Isaiah, to state your case before him, to bring him in remembrance. Why does the Bible say that? Because uh, Isaiah, that's Isaiah 43, 26, because God says you can get up and make a bunch of requests, but if you didn't attach any Bible to it, if you didn't attach any word to it, then it, it's, as much, it's as good as you talking to the wall. It's as good as you talking to the wall because the only thing he's bound by, Michael, is his word, period. Got it? This is why the enemy, you ready? This is why the enemy fights you when it comes to God's word because if you don't know word, you got to hear me. If you don't know word, then you can't get prayers answered because all you did was pray amiss because you didn't attach Bible to what you prayed. You didn't attach the one thing he's obligated to. And for those of you that have been with me on prayer for a while, I've taught you that prayer is like a legal thing. You can't just go into a court and say, this is what I want. Well, why? Because I feel this. Nobody care about that. The judge is going to say, listen, there's two things you're going to need. There's two things you're going to need, Ray. There's two things you're going to need. Number one, you're going to need to establish standing. You need to establish that you have the right to bring this case before this court. And then you need to establish that this court has the authority to rule on this matter. This is why he's a judge. You are our judge. And so, Father, we thank you that we get to present our case before you. We get to present our case before you. We get to find the word and then bring the word before you and state our case. We get to say, you said we're the head and not the tail. You said all things work together for our good. You said uh, that you would cause us, you teach us how to profit. You said that you would give us vengeance and recompense. You said that. And because you said that, we have standing. We have standing. And this is the court of the heavens. This is the court of the God of the universe, which means anything we bring before his court, he has authority over. There's legal standing. He has authority over. Here's the second thing that you need after you establish standing when you go into a courtroom. Then you need to, you need statute. You need standing. You need statute. Statute means this is what the law says. This is what the law says. Um, the law says this, 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 this. So every time we pray, when, when, when I give you scripture, it is because God says, what does the law say? What does the word say? Tell me what I said about your situation. Not because he needs to be reminded, but because you need to know what your rights are. God, let us know what our rights are. Let us know what our legal rights are. The Bible says in Psalm, remember the Lord and forget not his benefits. That's Psalm 103 and 2. Remember the Lord and forget not his benefits. This means that there are rights and benefits that come with being a believer. Come on, y'all. 
And we decide that we are going to walk in our rights. We're going to walk in our benefits because there are rights and benefits to being a believer. There are rights and benefits to being a believer. So I know the enemy can't do certain things because it violates my rights. But if you don't know your rights, you'll get pumped and played. There are certain things that your enemies can't do to you. But if you don't know your rights, you'll get punked and played. If you don't know that healing belongs to the children of the Lord, you'll get punked and played and think you have to accept sickness. You don't have to accept that. If you don't know that he said that he would cause you to prosper if you're a faithful giver, then you will accept debt. You will accept bondage. You will accept struggling financially. You do not have to accept that. Please put that in the comments. I don't have to accept that. I don't have to accept that. I don't have to accept that. I don't have to accept. I don't have to accept that because it's a violation of my rights. I don't have to accept that. It's a violation of my benefits. And literally the word benefits there is this Hebrew word gamol, which means dessert. One of the definitions, it means dessert, which means God says there's a meal and there's a dessert. There are some desserts that come with this. This is sweet. This is enjoyable. Loving the Lord is not supposed to be torture. It's enjoyable if you know your rights. Living for God is not supposed to be torture. It doesn't mean you're not going to have struggles. It's not going to mean you have challenges. It just means it's enjoyable. I went through all this hell to get to my dessert. And I, told, I came to tell somebody that I don't pray. It's time for dessert. It's time for dessert. Can I go deeper into Revelation? So, Bishop, what was the meal? The Bible says in Numbers that our enemies are our bread, which means I had to go through all these enemies to get to my dessert. I had to go through all these challenges to get to my dessert. I had to go through all of these obstacles to get to my dessert. I came to tell somebody tonight on prayer, you have to get through your enemies because you got to get your dessert. You have to get through your challenges, Mike, because you have to get through your dessert. You have to get through your challenges, LaShawn, because you have to get to your dessert. You have to get to your dessert. You cannot give up now. You cannot stop now. I rebuke your quit. I rebuke your stop. I rebuke you feeling overwhelmed. I rebuke you letting the enemy get in your head and lie to you and create narratives that aren't true and narratives that aren't realistic. I cancel that in the name of Jesus. You must get to your dessert. In Jesus' name, Nikia, you have to get to your dessert. You have to get to your dessert. You have to get to your dessert. You have to. You have to. There's a restaurant here um, that's in Denver, and uh, and they have this dessert that is amazing. Now, I don't really mess with desserts anymore. Y'all know I'm on my whole fitness thing. I literally maybe will have one dessert a month or every other month now pick off of it, I'll eat off of it for several months. Except this 300 calorie pint ice cream I found, because it's only 300 calories. And so these little pints of ice cream, it's only 300 calories. And I had one the other day, and y'all ain't gonna judge me, but I had one today. Uh, so did a whole pint, it was only 300 calories. They got me the glory, listen. Um, but there's this restaurant that has this amazing dessert. And I'm whenever I go, and I haven't had it in a long time, but whenever I go, I will tell people, if I'm taking a pastor or whatever, there and I will say, listen, don't eat off. I said, listen, don't get full off of your meal. Listen to me, because you have to get to your dessert. And for some of you, you gotta hear me. You gotta hear. You gotta hear the revelation of this. You gotta have a revelation of this. For some of y'all, you ready? You allow the warfare to get you so tired and to get you so full 
that when they say, are you ready for dessert? Oh, no, I'm stuffed. You haven't even gotten to the good part. Y'all laughing at me for eating that pint. I sure did. But then, look, then I ran, what, five or ten miles or something. I forget how much I did. And the gym. So it's, it's gone. I already burnt that. I burnt that off. All right? You got to get to your dessert. You got to get to your dessert. Listen, do me a favor. If you just somebody in like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, when you share, people get saved. Guys, we're knocking at the door, Brian, of almost 2,400. In fact, can y'all give me that updated number of those on my team that have that number? Uh, we're knocking at the door of 2,400 people that have given their lives to the Lord so far this year. Hey, Callie, to God be the glory for that. All right, listen, there's a few more things that I want to hit in prayer tonight um, that are going to be apropos. One, I made reference to at the beginning about the trail from the trauma that you've dealt with. Whenever there's a trail from your trauma, um, you can be out of it and it still affects you. You can be out of it and it still mess with you. You can be out of it and it still bring you challenges. And so I want to pray for the things that are over, but you haven't gotten over. Wow, that's good, right? It's over. It's over, but you haven't gotten over it. And y'all maybe typed the number and I missed it. It's over, but you haven't gotten over it. And I want to give you an interesting scripture. I already made reference to it um, from Nahum chapter one. I want, it's from Nahum chapter one, and I want to read this scripture to you. Then we're going to pray this scripture. And then for the remainder of prayer, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up. This is good. Somebody says, what if it's not over? One of the things you have to learn, y'all ready for this? One of the things that you sometimes have to learn how to do is how to heal while you're still hurting. I'm going to say it again because it's so simple that you, you might miss it. We are 2,367. So praise God for that. So we're knocking at the door of 2,400. All right, listen. Sometimes you have to learn how to heal while you are still hurting. You have to learn how to bleed and bleed at the same time. You have to learn how to do both at the same time. One of the worst things that you can do one of the worst things that you can do, one of the worst things that you can do is withdraw from life in order to go heal from life to only get back in the game of life to be afraid to get hit again in life. Did you hear that? And we have a lot of people who are, who are given information that sounds wise, but it's really dumb. It sounds good, but it's really stupid because what ends up happening is that you, you withdraw from life to heal from what happened in life to then only when you get back in life, you're scared to get hit again from life. Everybody look at me. Life is a contact sport. If you are not taking some hits, you are not playing it right. I just don't want nobody to hurt me. Listen to me. If Listen, if nobody ever hurts you, you've never loved anybody. Come on, can I, can I, can I teach while, while we pray tonight? Grief is the price you pray for love. Grief, grief, excuse me. Grief is the price you pay for love. Grief, loss, our human response to life. That's the price you pay. If you're playing this game, Monday night football is going on. I used to be a big football fan. And I mean, Sunday morning football, I go back, watch the DVR, Sunday night football, Monday night football. So I used to be really into football. And let me tell you something. You couldn't play the game and not try to get hit. And many of you, you have been 
falsely taught and incorrectly taught to believe by whatever source that you know you need to avoid this and avoid this and avoid that if you're not getting hit you ain't playing if you're not grieving you ain't loving you don't care about anything if you don't grieve anything right so in Nahum chapter one it's a context for it it's a context for it okay I, I love somebody just referenced that's why Jesus told us to forgive all the time so yes because Jesus is like, look, you're going to take some hits. I want you to consider this. Uh, we're going to hit this and we'll hit this prayer. we got to go. Um, I want you to consider this. How many times does God take hits from you? See how quiet I got in the comments? How many hits does heaven take because of your disobedience? Because of your attitude? Because when you don't want to do right? Because when you don't want to serve right? When you don't want to give right? When you don't want to praise right? How many hits does God take yet, 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 because he's decided to love us, he says, come on, it's quiet in here. How many hits, how many hits does the Lord take when because you ticked off at your spouse, you won't lift your hands in worship? What did he do to you? What did he do to you? How many hits does God take because you mad at your kids? You won't even, you won't even lift your hands in worship. You won't even touch it. How many hits does God take dealing with us? That's my question. You ready? So we cannot adapt this mentality that I don't want to be hit. I don't want to be hit. I don't want to be hit. I don't want to go through that. Uh, let's pray the scripture. Nahum chapter one. Nahum chapter one. I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified. Whatever plot you Assyrians devise against the Lord or the Lord's people, he will make a complete end of it. Affliction of God's people by the hand of Assyria will not happen twice. Affliction by the hands uh, of the Assyrians will not happen twice. Now, pay close attention to this. Uh, when you look at this, the Bible says uh, that whatever plots, whatever plans, whatever schemes, they're not going to succeed. They're not going to succeed. They're not going to succeed. They're not going to succeed, which means allowing hurt to win is a choice. Allowing hurt to win is a choice. Father, don't allow us to let hurt win. It's a choice. Don't allow us, don't allow us to let schemes and betrayal and people who do us wrong, don't allow us to allow that to work. Hurt comes, but whether or not it wins is the answer. I pray that what was intended to hurt us and what was intended to harm us, that it would actually work for us, that it would actually bless us, that it would actually be good for us, that it would actually increase us, that it would actually cause us to advance. I pray that it was supposed to hurt us deepest, that it would actually help us most. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Listen to the last part of the verse. Let me go back to Amplified. Let me read you the last part of the verse. Amplified. Last part of the verse says this. Come on, amplify. Let's go. It says, he will make a complete end of it. Affliction of God's people by the hand of Assyria will not occur twice. Which means, pay attention to this. Once there are certain things that I don't allow hurt to win, then that can't ever hurt me again. Let me back it up. Call me little bishop in the saints. This is my, this is my hip hop record. Watch me. Listen to the verse, Nehemiah 1.9. It says, affliction of God's people by the hand of a seer will not occur twice, which means 
once I don't let hurt win, I cannot be hurt by that again. Let me get to your third time, Tanisha. Uh-huh. Y'all like these bars, huh? Once I don't allow hurt to win, I can't be hurt by that again. See, when 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 certain things know they don't work, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And for some of you, the trail of the trauma is still there because you have allowed that thing to win. It made you sad. It had you walking around, got your blinds closed, sitting in the house all day, depressed, all feeling bad, feeling sad for yourself. No. Once I don't allow hurt to win, I can't be hurt by that again. That can't hurt me. That can't hurt me again. Did you just get the revelation of Nahum 1 and 9? He says, it will not happen twice. Why? Because I'm not letting that win. See, certain things happen to make you hate people. But when that doesn't work, it's like, that doesn't work. I can't be hurt by that again. It doesn't even work. How many of y'all, when you were growing up, and then we got to move on, how many of y'all were growing up um, and and you got to a certain age where if you got what we used to call the stop whoopings, if you got a whooping or, you know, spanking, or of course now y'all do all this sophisticated parenting, which I'm not so sure it works at all. Um, it, it just, it didn't hurt no more. And then you kind of sit there, you know, you, you know, your mother, your father, your grandmother, whoever, they just, they just tapping that tail and you just like, Anybody ever been there? Anybody when you were a kid, you were like that? Or you got kids like that? Or you know somebody like that? It's the same principle. Is that this doesn't work anymore. Come on here. Look, by seven, I was over it. LOL. This doesn't work anymore. Which means I can't be hurt by that again. It doesn't work anymore. And I pray that whatever used to hurt you, that it wouldn't hurt no more. That whatever used to harm you, it wouldn't hurt anymore. It won't work anymore. It's not going to put you in a depressed place anymore. It's not going to put you in a place of anxiety anymore. It's not going to put you in a place of where you don't trust anybody anymore. It's not going to put you in a place where you don't believe that God is able anymore. It will not occur a second time. Once we don't allow hurt to win, we can't be hurt by that again. It won't work. Come on, everybody, every platform, just put that in the comments. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. <laughs> oh, exactly. Don't laugh or grab that belt. You grab that belt, that's a, that's, that's, then it's going to, you're going to upgrade your sentence, okay? All right, listen, guys, do me a, <laughs> do me a favor. Uh, wherever you're at, make sure you like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get saved. 2,367 people have given their lives to the Lord so far this year. And that's in part because of your share. Now, I want to move to the next part of prayer tonight. I want to move to the next part of prayer. What have we covered? We've covered the trail of trauma. What have we covered? Unity within ourselves. Um, when there's unity within you, I want to show you something. And I did a reel about it today. If you didn't check it out, make sure that you go check it out. It's in um, the book of Joshua. And in the book of Joshua, this is where this is where most of us are at as it relates to certain areas of our lives. Joshua chapter three. Can you drop that in the comments? Joshua chapter three. When there's unity within you, again, 
where there's agreement, there's a commanded blessing. Unity, U N I, unity, unity in I, unity in me. I have to agree with me. That's Joshua chapter three. That there has to be unity in me. Hey, Arizona, there has to be unity in me. Sometimes as you're navigating through life, we can pray something and we pray it, but the truth is, is there wasn't unity when we prayed. Wait a minute, if you if you know that that's the truth. Like you prayed for some stuff and you were praying for it, but the truth was all of you wasn't really, all of you wasn't in it. All of you didn't really mean it. All, part of you was like, I don't know. Part of you was like, I'm not sure. Part of you was like, we gonna see, okay? And the danger of that, as we would already covered in prayer, is that you have unanswered prayer. The danger of that is that where there's no unity, there's no commanded blessing. The danger of that um, is that it's like having one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. So you're putting out a lot of energy, but you're not going anywhere. You're putting out a lot of energy, but you're not making any progress. And I need you to hear me. That day is over in your life. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray that we would not have our feet on the gas and the brake at the same time. That we would not be saying yes and no at the same time. If we give you a yes and a no at the same time, they cancel each other out. If we give you a yes and a no, they cancel each other out. If we give you a yes and a no, they cancel each other out. So we must be yes. Our response must be yes to you. Must be yes to your will, yes to your way, yes to what you desire, even if it's something we do not understand. Our answer is, please, every platform, just put it in all caps if you can, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let me show you this in Joshua chapter three. The Lord spoke this to me earlier today because I pray about it. I don't just make videos. I don't just make content. I said, Lord, what do I need to say to the people that are connected to me? I literally, I literally pray about it. When we pray, I pray about what we need to pray about. That's when y'all get on prayer. You're like, oh my God, I was just, I see your comments. I just had that conversation four minutes ago. I just asked my sister yesterday. I just called my brother. I just did that. The reason all of that's happened is because the Holy Ghost knows exactly what you need to hear. He knows exactly how to put the words in my mouth to give you exactly what you need to hear. Because I don't just get on here and just say stuff that I think is cute or trendy or, or, or trending. I don't care nothing about that. I really don't. I don't care nothing about that. I care about one day I'm going to have to stand before the Lord. And I want him to say, son, you, you did that thing, boy. I want him to be, I want heaven to be, I want to, look, I want one of them southern marching bands when I get in front of the Lord. I want them to be, do, 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 do. look, I, I want a whole, when I get before the Lord, I want a celebration. I want him to say, son, boy, you played that hand. You took that hand that was no good and you played that thing. You persevered. You, you did that thing. I, that's what I want. So I live, I live to make sure that I can stand in front of them and get my band. <laughs> Y'all want to hear well done. I want to hear well done and a band. Listen. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and Joshua chapter 30. Let's go. All right, we only got 14 more minutes. Let's go. You, you, you better believe it, Cosmo. You better believe it. Let's go. Um, so in Joshua chapter 3, um, listen to this. This is very, um, very significant. Uh, Moses is gone. Joshua is now the incumbent leader. They have spent 40 years wandering and their wilderness season was about to come to an end. Let me prophesy in prayer tonight 
Every wilderness is about to come to an end in your life. Wherever you have felt like it's been a wilderness, I pray and prophesy that the wildernesses come to their end. I pray and prophesy that the wildernesses come to their end and that you go in. I'm going to say it another time because I need you to get that. I pray and prophesy that wherever you have felt, perceived, or seen wildernesses in your life, that those wildernesses would come to their end and that you would go in. So the first time they're facing a body of water is the Red Sea. And they've got over 2 million people who have to cross. Moses stretches out his hand. And when Moses stretches his hand, the, the wind comes, the water parts, the land is dry, they cross over, God drowns Pharaoh's army, he leaves Pharaoh alive so that Pharaoh can watch them make it. But the second time, but the second time, please drop a two in the comments, but the second time that they're at a body of water, this time it is not to go into a wilderness, this time it is to go into their promise. But God requires something different this time. And everybody hear me. God requires something different of us. Father, let us be okay with the fact that you require more this time. The reason you feel like, oh my God, this is so much more because he requires more. You've matured, you've developed, you've grown. Father, let us be okay with the fact that this requires more from us, more energy. Who am I talking to tonight? More time more focus, more devotion. You ready for this one? More mental toughness. This requires more because you are about to get more than you've ever had. Jesus, let's go. So if they're at the Jordan River, and when they're at the Jordan River, here's what the Lord says to them. Um, the Lord says, essentially, the first time, y'all didn't have to get into that water. I did it all for you. But this time, on the other side of the Jordan are all of these different lands, the Amalekites, the Jebusites, the Hittites. The promise is over there. This is going to require more from you. So in Joshua, uh, let's go in verse, Joshua 3 and verse 7, and we're going to pray these verses, and then we're going to pray September, and, uh, and then I'll have to talk about the new spiritual year and our pop-ups over the next uh, over the next few days, and that's good. So that's why we do the pop-ups. I'm live every day. We're like a TV network. I'm live every day. Here we go. In Joshua chapter 3, verse number 7, the Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Father, we claim verse Joshua 3 and verse 7 for ourselves. You are about to exalt us in the eyes of people. People are about to see us differently. They're going to recognize our gifts. They're going to recognize our talents. They're going to recognize our skills. They're going to recognize our abilities. They're going to recognize us. Can you just put this in the comments? You better recognize. Y'all remember that saying back in the day? You better recognize. The, the Lord told Joshua, I'm about to make the people recognize you. This is because they're around you, but they don't know who you are. They see you, but they don't know what you carry. I'm about to make them recognize you. Verse 8, give the command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the bank of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Joshua told the Israelites, Come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today, you will know that the Lord is among you. He will drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Jebusites ahead of you. Look, 
the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole of the earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the Ark of the Lord, uh, and as soon as their feet touch the water, the floor of the water will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. Pay attention. God says, this time, you're going to have to get in it. Last time, Moses stretches his hands, and you see a miracle from a distance. This miracle, you're going to have to get in it. Get in there. You're going to have to touch it. You're going to have to put your feet on it. You're going to have to do it this time. Everybody listen to me. Listen to me. This miracle, you're going to have to participate in. And I need all of you to be in unity about this. Your spirit and your soul and your body, yada, yada, are going to have to be in unity about this. Are going to have to be in unity about this. You're going to have to do something. You said, God, when are you going to do it? I'm not doing anything until you get in it. I'm not doing anything until you start interviewing. I'm not doing anything until you start applying for a different type of job. You're going to keep getting no's until you apply for a different type of job. I told you to reach for more and you keep reaching for what you know. I'm not doing anything until you apply for a different type of card. I don't know who that's for. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything until you get in it. I'm not doing nothing. The water is going to stay right there. And listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. So the people, verse 14, so the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Um, the man of God went before them. Now, this is, this is prophetic for those of you that are connected to me, because the men of God, the man of God, had to go before them. Mm -hmm. He had to get his foot into a new place before them. Some of y'all will catch it later. Verse 15, it was the harvest season. Stop right there. 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 It was the harvest season, which tells us, you all, that if it was the harvest season, it tells us that this was more than likely, when they were getting ready to cross, that this was more than likely, you ready? You, you ready? Um, okay, let, let, me just, let me just see if, somebody, if somebody's got it. Let me see if somebody's got it. Let me see if somebody's got it. If it was the harvest season, what is fall associated with? What is fall associated with? What do you see all these fall festivals? What do they call these? What are some of the names of some of the feasts that we're about to enter into? Harvest. Okay, you'll catch it in a minute. It was the harvest season. Just make it personal. Say it's my season. Come on, say it's my time. Say it's my turn in prayer. Come on, it's my season. It's my time. It's my time. Let me get you up off of here. That way you don't have to worry about it. There you go. There you go. All right. Bam. All right, let's go. My time. My season. You ready? Okay, here we go. Joshua chapter three. Listen. Listen, Joshua chapter three. I thought I got you out of here. There we go. Okay, Joshua chapter three. Uh, verse 15. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. Stop right there. Stop right there, which means the river, the river, the Jordan River, it was not in its normal banks. The water is at a flood stage, which means this, look at me, this is not the best time to do it. Oh, y'all, this is not the best time to do it. And how do you know that it's faith? 
How do you know that it's God? It's because to you, this is not the best time to do it. To you, should not, shouldn't we be doing, shouldn't I wait on this? To you, you ready? Don't I need all these other things in place first? To you, the Bible says that the river was overflowed, that the river was at a flood stage, but it was simultaneously harvest season. Come on, y'all. It didn't make sense, but it made faith. And we got to hear it. We got five minutes. It did not make sense, but it made faith. All right? It was overflowing its banks. Why is that significant? If it's overflowing its banks, I don't know when the river is going to begin to drop. I don't know when I'm going to lose my footing. I don't know if the water is going to start rushing and we're going to fall in, which means I have to do this. You ready? And not be able to perceive where I'm walking. Let's talk tonight in prayer. God, stir up our faith. God, increase our faith. God, grow our faith. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. This is not easy. It's not easy because I don't even know where the river is. The water is just flowing. I don't know where the bank is. I don't know where the river is. I don't know if I'm on stepping phone. I don't know if I, I don't know. And Father, help us to have unity with the fact that it's not about knowing what we're going to do. We know who we're doing it for. Mm. It's not about knowing what we're saying yes to. It's about who we're saying yes to. Please increase our faith tonight. Please increase our faith tonight. Please increase our faith tonight. Do you all understand the challenge of this? We got to hurry up. Do me a favor, share if you haven't shared on every platform. This is a challenge. I got to step in something. I don't know where I'm stepping. I don't know where the riverbank is. It's muddy. It's at top flood stage, which means there's a bunch of stuff flowing in the river, which means there's things that are flowing through the river. Corn is in the river. Wheat is in the river. Uh, livestock hair is in the river. The Jordan was not a clean river know-how. It was known to be a dirty river, which means this is not the most ideal. This is not, uh, this ain't clean like I thought it was going to be. And for some of you all, you got to hear me. Your miracle is going to come out of something that looks messy. But God, our trust is in you. Come on, I'm teaching and we praying at the same time. Our trust is in you. Let there be unity within ourselves. Let there be unity within ourselves. Let's go. All right. Um, verse 15. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as Bishop, am I seeing it? Bishop, it's not happening. But as soon as the feet that the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge. The water at that point, above that point, began backing up and went all the way back to a town called Adam. And the water stood up. You, 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 you missed the miracle. You missed the miracle. The moment they got in it, then God stopped it. And I pray that God would give you the courage to get in whatever you got to get in, to step in, to address, to handle, to have the conversation, to deal with the issue, to
to take the step of faith, to make the application, to make the call, to do whatever you need to do. I pray that you would get in there because when you take that step, the Bible says the moment, come on, y'all, we got to end prayer, but I just need you to do what one version says, suddenly, immediately, suddenly, immediately, the water stopped. All the, the whole river just stopped, which means what I thought was going to get on me, stopped. He just needed to see me get in there. Because last time I stretched my hands, Moses stretched his hands in the party. This time, you're going to have to put your foot on it. This time, you're going to have to deal with it. This time, you're going to have to go down there. This time, you're going to have to stay on the phone. I'm trying to make it practical and escalate this until you get to a manager. This time, you're going to have to go to HR. I don't know who that's for on Instagram. This time, you, this time you're going to have to do something else. This time, you're going to have to get in there. And the Bible says, and immediately. What you're afraid of doing explains why you don't have what you've been asking for. Your resources can't show up until you get in there. Your answer can't show up until you get in there. What you're praying for can't show up until you get in there. So God, here's what I need you to do for every person watching, every person listening, every person watching the replay. Whatever steps need to be taken, make it clear and give us the courage and the boldness to do it. Make it clear and give us the courage and the boldness to do it. In Jesus' name. Man, I wanted to go further, but I'm out of time. Somebody say yes, Lord, right there. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. So Pamela says, get in the home ownership program. Do it, Pamela. Next Monday, you better come back and tell me you did it. For those of you who already know what you need to do, drop it in the comments. It's 801. I know we're a little over time, but just y'all just stay with me. Come on, just stay with me. I'm with you every day. You can give me a few more minutes. Let's go. I'm faithful to this assignment. If you already know what you need to do, do that. Uh, while you're typing that in the comments, if you don't have our app, get our app. Text Harvest to 55498. Miss you too. 55498. Um, and get our app. Um, tonight, if prayer bless you, so into it. Always bless what blesses you. Write the proposal for the commissioner. Write it, Susie. Pay for your permit so you can start your cookie business. Jasmine, get that permit and 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 take them cookies and insta DM me a picture of them cookies. Post it and tag me in them cookies. I want to see them cookies. There's a billion dollar cookie business down the street, down down away from my house. They got people paying fifteen dollars for three cookies. Cookie, cookies was big business. Let's go. You got to write. Stacey Nicole says, get to the ATL. Get there. Get there. Do it. Study for the test. Do it. Write the book. Do it. Forgive. Do it. Keep Apply for the SBA pre-approval. Do it. Culinary arts. Do it. Move out of the state. Do it. Y'all better hear me. I'm just reading some of your comments. Apply for the apartment. Do it. Rock. Do it. I, I can't see the first part. It's coming up on my shirt. Do it. Do it. Go back to work ASAP. Do it. Talk to your landlord face to face. Do it. Do, Jacob was scared to talk to Esau face to face. And when he finally talked to him face to face, because he thought it was going to be a, 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 a blow up, 
But when he did it, it was a totally different thing. God turned it. Move, move, Mike, move. Do it. Do it. Listen, guys, if prayer blessed you, I want to encourage you to sow into it. How can you sow? Use the cash app dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. Also, the email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Two seeds tonight, two seeds tonight, as we're getting ready to end um, this spiritual year. Two seeds tonight. Um, 50, you can do one of two, and they're only a cent difference. $57.83 or $57.84 for the new year that's coming. You can either do one to seal the year, or you can do one for the new year. Now, if you want to do more than that, do more than that. If you want to double it, double it. You want to say, this, I want to do $578, do it. I'm going to teach you more over this week and all of our pop-ups and then on Sunday's message about the spiritual year. It's about to end. 5783, the new one, 5784 is going to begin. For those of you like, what is he talking about? I got you. I got you covered. It's not just the thing for those that practice Judaism. Mm -mm. It's a Hebrew thing, which predates modern Judaism. Anyhow, those are two Hebrews and the Bible and Judaism today are two totally different things. Anyhow, but anyway, it's the beginning of the year, the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. And so you can do one of those two, 5783 or 5784, um, however you want to do that. Or you can do more than that, but just make sure those numbers are in it. If you want to reverse the numbers and do 75, 48, whatever, you can do that. But just make sure those numbers are in it. And you saw, and here's what you're going to call this seed. You ready? You're going to call this your Jordan River seed. This is your Jordan River seed. We are about to cross over. You are about to cross over. It's going to require... It's going to require you to do something more than what you've done before, period, right? Last thing I want to do tonight in prayer. If you're on here and you're not a Christian, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to come back to the Lord. And thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, to be honest with you, but I want to be sure. Don't get off of prayer tonight and not be sure with God. Don't get off a prayer and not know that things are right with the Lord. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, you do that hand wave emoji or you say it's me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. But Bishop, what is it to be a Christian? It just simply means that Jesus becomes your Lord and your Savior. Your Savior means he saved you, but your Lord means that he runs you, he rules you. And tonight, for some of you tonight, it's going to be your first time coming to the Lord because of the gospel. What's the gospel? It's good news. I see you. There's one right there on IG. What's the good news? The good news is that the bad news is wrong. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, came and died so that you and I could have light and life more abundantly. He came to save you from yourself. He came to save you from hell. He came to save you from having to figure this thing called life out on your own. And so tonight, black, white, tall, short, everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. There's nobody that is exempted. There's two that Jesus did not die for. Everybody hear me? He died for everybody. You want to be back to where you used to with God? Come on, Coco. Come on, Coco. Then get there. Get right there. You on here on purpose tonight. There's three. I'm counting you as three. Wherever you're at. For those of you that are already saved, those of you that are already Christians, you know what I need from you right now. I need you praying that people would come to the Lord. That scales fall off of eyes, scales fall off of ears tonight. Wherever you're at. Wherever you are at. There's three. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me. Wherever you are at. Wherever you are at. Guys, make sure that you have the app because this week all... So what if you're not under religion to accept Christ as a follower of God? Well, Jesus, cre Jesus has created you. That, that's, a, that's a question that has too many layers to it. What if you're not under religion, but you accept Christ? Well, if you accept Christ, you have to accept what he, his wife, and his wife is his church. 
He said that, not me. His bride is his church. So it's relationship with the Lord, but the relationship with the Lord is on his terms and our terms. All right. All right. So, all right, there's that. You want to get delivered from drugs? We about to pray for that. All right. I'm saying that account for it. There's at least one more person that needs to come to the Lord. Who are you? Where are you at? You to come to the Lord, recommit yourself, or be sure wherever you are at, wherever you are at, you do that hand with the emoji or you say it's me. I've been under Sabbath keeping. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so I'm gonna say this real fast because I don't I want I don't want to I don't want to get off topic because we're, we're giving people an opportunity to come to the Lord. So let me just say this: Jesus is is the Sabbath, right? There's five right there. Jesus is Sabbath. It was a rebuke to God's people that they were limited to one day of Sabbath. That was a rebuke. The Bible makes it clear that in Christ, every day is Sabbath, because Sabbath means rest. There's seven, or excuse me, there's six. Every day uh, is Sabbath. So every day is a day of rest, which means shalom in the Lord. It was a rebuke to limit it to one day. Um, and so I'll leave it right there because I can go deeper. There's seven right there. There's eight right there. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. There's eight that have responded. There's one more. Who's the who's nine? Who's number nine? We're in the ninth month. There's one more. And you're kind of scared because you're like, oh my God, this is this is it. It's you. It's you. Push the button. I rebuke your fear. Push that button. Push that button, right? Where you at? Who's number nine? Where you at? We're gonna move fast, guys. We're eight minutes over. It's 808. But these souls are worth it. These lives are worth it. These lives are worth it. It matters to God and it matters to me and it matters to us. That's why we stay on here and we pray. Wherever you're at, there's at least one more. I'm going to let you continue to respond. But everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. There you are. I see you. There, there's number nine. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer. You recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're now sure. It's already pinned on the bottom of every platform or shown at the bottom of every platform. You text Harvest to 55498, you enter the option for salvation. And let us get a message into your hand called what next? Now that you've given your life to the Lord, what do you do next? Let us walk you through that so that you know what to do next. All right, guys, I love you. I pray that you have an amazing night. I know we went about nine minutes over, but listen, it was worth it. And I encourage you to go back and listen to prayer not tonight again, because while, there, while we prayed a lot, there was a lot of revelation that was released also, all right? Uh, I will see you on the pop-up tomorrow. But what time are you going live? Got to get the app. Then when I'm going live, text always to 55498. And let me also say, uh, somebody prayed about getting off drugs. I pray for every person struggling with any addiction right now. And I pray that the power of God would be present. The Holy Ghost, God is spirit. And spirit is not bound by natural law. So it's not bound by a geographical boundary. I pray for every person tonight struggling with any addiction. And I pray that those addictions would be broken. And I pray that the root of the addiction, which is, is, is something totally different than the fruit, which is the addiction, that it would be broken. And that before this calendar year is out, 
they would bring a testimony in Jesus' name. Can you just say amen to that, everybody? All right. Again, get your seat in the ground. How can you sort dollar sign bishop form with the number two? PayPal, Venmo, Zell, Give the Five. That's available. Hello at Harvest Church Step Church. Mr. Bishop, I don't have 5783 or 5784. Get, get the best you can and you sow it. But he gives seed to the sower. But if you don't have that, then, then that's not his ask of you. He, then he gives seed to the sower. So he asks based on what on what you can do. All right. And based on what you have. It's different not having and then not being willing. Unwilling and unable are two totally different things. All right. So if you're able, I encourage you to sow. I'm a sower. I'm a giver. It works for me. It works for so many other people. And so he gives seed to the sower. All right. I love you guys. See you tomorrow. Have a good night. Shalom. Love y'all. Love y'all. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.